Coming to you from the kingdom of Marion, this is the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening in this world. Today's episode is 122. Got woke. Ungratefulness posing as virtue. And that's what we're going to be talking about. I, um... I encountered a few things on the news and I'm uh, I'm just stupefied by the stupidity and I wanted to share that with you because this um, this is really bad I mean you have probably heard and a couple of uh, teenage geniuses decided that they were going to make a statement by throwing a couple of cans of tomatoes or tomato juice on a piece of artwork that was done by Van Gogh. I fail to see the connection. Fortunately, the uh, artwork was covered in glass. And then these two geniuses uh, decide to uh, crazy glue their hands themselves to the wall and speak out, uh, shouting a great deal of basically what amounts to babble. And um, this kind of stupidity is not alone. It's like the next wave of stupid because we have no shortage of it. That's for damn sure. But I'm going to get to the main event. Um, It's these groups of young protesters who are um, pouring out milk in various supermarkets in the UK. Several cities. um, Somehow, this was at least, you know, loosely uh, put together. And this is, this is stupid on so many levels. But here's the thing. You see, stupid will continue to be stupid until you do something to correct the stupid. Until you do... Um, well, stupid has a tendency to go on. And I'm not talking about 
another talk, another lecture. Well, you know, Susie or Johnny or whatever their name may be, fill in the blank. You really shouldn't have did that. It wasn't very nice. Hmm. Yeah. That'll really get rid of the stupid. No. I had something else in mind. I mean, actually, there are several things. Let's see. Flogging? Yeah. Flogging would be good. Um, how much? Well, we'll work out the details, but flogging. Or here's another alternative. We take all these folks and we put them all together and we fly them and drop them off. And we drop them off in some place like Sub-Saharan Africa or any other equally utterly fucked up and miserable place. And maybe consider taking them back after about a year. That is, if they live. Because what this is, is nothing more than ungratefulness posing as virtue. Once again, virtue signaling at such a young, tender, and stupid age. Now, <clears throat> I get the impression that these are people that never worked on a farm. And I did work on a farm in my youth. And something like that it's it's just beyond comprehension um yeah it it just people when you work on a farm you you appreciate what you got and of course <clears throat> it wasn't the the whole movement back then we're talking like 40 years ago. It wasn't this huge, the movement about being vegetarian or being a vegan. Mm. Everything's environmental impact. Mm. The fact is that things involving, say, the dairy industry, as far as Greenhouse gas emissions. We're looking at somewhere, and I'm talking for the U.S. based operations, somewhere between 
nine to maybe 11% of the total picture. So as a percentage that is small, there's another factor involved with this. Now I am not claiming to be a food scientist, but I know a little bit. And one of the things for a number of years that the veg heads, my personal name for them, <laughs> they will tout and they gave examples of, um, oh, I don't know, it might be something like saying that um, this peanut butter and jelly sandwich on whole wheat, you know, can have just as much protein as, you know, three ounces of, of meat. So they're trying to make this comparison, of, you know, like a huge bowl, big bowl of oatmeal, saying it, it has just as much protein content as, you know, say, um, two or three eggs, something, something like that. And on the surface, that sounds great. Fine. I mean, for the most part, who the hell doesn't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? I know I do. <laughs> then the science kicks in. And now what they know, and they learn more and more about this, but what has come down the pike is that, yes, while the volume of protein may be there, it does not have the same effect, positive effect, for humans because of the lower quality of the protein. So, for instance, if you're trying to use pea protein as opposed to, say, using whey protein or egg protein um, in a shake, it doesn't have a very good bioavailability as compared to, well, eggs. Eggs, eggs and whey are pretty much the holy grail of protein quality, pretty much. And um, tofu comes in, depending on how it's prepared, somewhere down the list, I don't know, five or six, somewhere, maybe seven, depending. But it's nowhere near that of whole eggs. And I mean the whole thing. This is counting the entire egg. And that's just a small example of what I'm talking about. The thing is, this is what they did with pouring out all this milk, there are several hundreds of people 
that would absolutely love to just slap them silly, to just kick their stupid ass. Because their families need that milk. Their children need that milk. We have tons of people here in the U.S. with food insecurity. And in my opinion, it speaks volumes of the self-centered, narcissistic, virtue-signaling bullshit that has been drummed into the heads of these kids. And I guess, you know, their only fault is that they're young and dumb and they don't know any better. But somebody has to say these things. Now, in my life, I have experienced hunger. I know what it's like to be hungry and you don't have a meal coming tomorrow and you don't have a meal coming the next day. I have experienced this. And in combination with that, like I said, having worked on a farm, we didn't waste anything. And after you did physical work all day and you sat down and what was put on the table, which for what we had was good food, peas and corn and, you know, some kind of meat, chops, chicken, point is when you sat down to eat it was serious business and you could tell these are people that are really hungry so those knives and forks were moving at a pretty good clip and nobody was shooting the breeze or talking about the latest video game or you know they weren't casual about that they were appreciative and they were hungry and i was hungry and we sat down for the business of eating and if you're lucky there was enough and there usually was in my case you know if you was lucky before anybody else you better move things along if you're lucky you get seconds (laughs) not guaranteed but Most of the time. Because, again, people who are rational understand that if you're going to work all day, then, you know, you need the calories, you need those things to eat so that you can get up in the morning and do it all again. Not people sitting around 
piddling and diddling. Is this, is this tofu butter? Because I only eat tofu butter. Mm. I don't eat animal products. So, getting back to things that I think could be done, perhaps should be done, is get all these, <clears throat> these groups of these people and you just land them and you put their ass in sub-Saharan Africa or, like I said, some equally horrific place. And if they survive, maybe, just maybe, that might change their attitude about food a little bit. Maybe a whole lot. Because we all know, for instance, right now, that the economy is, well, let's say it's not where it could be, or hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll get better, but, you know, inflation which is destroying our purchasing power. I think most of you guys know that. But here's the deal. And this is the difference of the level of consciousness of those people versus my consciousness. Because it's like last year, you, re you remember? Because a lot of people, you know, they have short memories. Remember when all the shelves were empty? Or a hell of a lot of them were empty? And I'm talking about the staples like eggs and milk and butter, bread, all these things are, you know, everybody's up in arms. But people have short memories, apparently. It didn't, didn't hit them hard enough, long enough. And what I believe, the way that I approach this, and this is based on my living, that when you go into a supermarket, you look around and you see not only plenty of bread, you see a big variety of bread. And you go to the uh, refrigerated section, they have lots of butter, different brands of butter, different types of butter, some salted, some unsalted, some grass-fed, most of them are not. And yes, that includes milk in all of its various varieties. I'm talking, yes, about cow's milk. Now, we could debate the relative merit of the health of cow's milk. But overall, what I'm trying to illustrate is that if you have someone who has been living 
And I mean, some people in other parts of the world are living a horrendous existence where just getting enough calories every day is a struggle. It's literally a fucking life or death deal. And when you compare that to what we have here, and you are going to have the audacity to, you know, pour out milk when we have so many people here that if they knew, for instance, if they couldn't stop it and you were going to pour out that milk, they would promptly take the carton of milk and bust you over your fucking head with it. That way it satisfies your requirement. Nobody got to drink the milk and it just still ended up on the floor. But it felt really good to bust the carton over your stupid ass head. These are people that have not adequately starved. And they have, for several generations, they have been um, protected. And I would just suggest, for instance, that, again, take these folks and have them start working on a farm. Have them, as a program, have them reintroduced to something called reality. Because so many things, for instance, are going on, and it is practically um, virtual. They're doing these things that they're doing like a child, desperately trying to be relevant, to be an adult. Hey, look at me. I'm protesting the unfairness of American agricultural practices. I'm going to dump out all this milk. Um, this is, uh, this is really sad. I mean, so maybe if we look at this just for an instance, you know, you see what, what I try to do here is help folks with life. I say things like, don't do this because this is stupid. Do this instead. I've talked about so many different subjects and tried to give alternative ideas to make your life better. 
For instance, if you don't want a lot of trouble out of certain people, don't associate with them. Because as soon as you say, well, but, that's where it all goes out the window. Because there's a yeah, but for everything. Sometimes it's legitimate. Okay. Most times it's not. And then when you have to sit back and you watch the inevitable fallout that you knew was going to happen. But in your case, you were smart enough to be far away enough that it doesn't affect you. If that's the case, well, part of it is, is that you're real lucky. Or perhaps the other part of it is you're lucky because you made certain decisions in your life so that certain things would not happen. Like, uh, if I plan on driving anywhere, I probably don't want to be drinking. And in most cases, because of the deleterious manner in which it affects your brain, not just your body, I find it in my relative old age that, by and large, <laughs> drinking isn't such a good idea. I don't want to sound like I'm all boo on alcohol and, and so forth. I'm just saying, do what you want. But for me, uh, I, think that, I think that road has pretty much been concluded. So, but as far as people, especially young people, and young people do stupid shit. Us older people, we know that. We have all done our share of stupid shit when we were young. We know that. We get it. But the difference is, <clears throat> what I remember was that the consequences of you doing your stupid shit were much more frequent and much more painful um, that happened with me as, as a youngin. And um, many, many moons ago, uh, we had a snowstorm, and of course, all the kids in the neighborhood, we were having a big snow battle. That's what kids do, that's fine. But it was, you know, it was that, it was weird. It was, it, it warmed up. So you had these, um, when you pack your snowball, um, it wasn't light and fluffy, it was actually warmed up. So they, they're these, 
very dense, very hard snowballs. And that's what we wanted. That's, that was great because we wanted to, you know, as guys, we wanted to crown each other with these things. Well, I, I aimed for somebody to crown them, but my aim was way high. And I broke a transom um, window above the outer door. And it was a stained glass window. And I got, I got uh, more than a stern warning. And I had to work a summer job to pay for that to be replaced. And I think, I don't know at the time, but I'm thinking it was like around $400 and that was a lot of money back in, I don't know, maybe that was like 1974-ish. <laughs> but I remembered that. But that's the point. And the other point is, yeah, I paid for that in more ways than one. Let's just say that, okay? And let's also say that I never forgot it. And I was real careful about my aim in the future. That is for youth. That is the purpose of pain. Real pain. I don't know. Maybe, you know, besides a flogging. So, oh, that's, that's really, that's really harsh. Okay. Then, like I said, then we'll put them on, say, local farms where they have to produce free labor for, I don't know, the entire summer. And they have a real restricted diet. And let's see how that flies. And no, they won't have cell phones. And they're not going to be calling their mom. This is so that mom can bring them a you know a pizza or something like that nope i can't remember the author of who said this and i'm i'm sure it's been said many times closely the same but <clears throat> and i think it was again I think it was intended for youth, primarily, because that's what counts, <laughs> hopefully. And uh, they say, you know, suffering is good for the soul. I believe in suffering to a point. Um, yeah, to a point. And if you learn from it and it builds character then that's its purpose. Um, suffering needlessly, well, again, that's, you know, stupid, bordering on psychotic. I don't know if those, those uh, people are still around, but they, for instance, they used to be called the 
flagurants. It's the ones that, that had these leather straps on a stick or something, and to atone for their sins, they they beat themselves and bloodied themselves like constantly. I don't know if that shit still exists or not. Maybe somewhere it does. I don't know. I'm not a big proponent of it at all. I'm not big. I don't propose that at all. I I think that uh, any society with, with that going on, um, again, you know, and these are supposed to be adults, I think that um, you've got some mental health issues going on because that's just, well, stupid. Don't worry, without beating yourself bloody with leather straps, and that's what they're doing, walking down or carrying across, but constantly, I mean, literally, till they beat themselves over the back, neck, wherever they could reach, and then, or have their buddies, if that isn't good enough, if it's not enough idiotic fucking atonement they'd have, they'd beat each other, because that was their thing. Until they're just completely, you know, bloody and welted and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it takes Sigmund Freud to figure out that uh, that's a bit unhinged. I'd say to them, don't worry. Your life is going to automatically give you enough. If you live long enough, it's going to give you enough pain and suffering. There's so many different forms and ways and means. So many different ways. Not not just you personally, not just your physical you, but things that happen to friends and and loved ones. You know, someone, it could be family member, you know, wife, daughter, and they are tragically, you know, killed in a auto accident, say, for instance. And that's terrible. And that's what I mean. Life will bring it to you. So that's that's suffering enough. You don't have to be beating yourself. Life, don't worry. Life will beat, you give enough time, life will beat this shit out of you. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it, or maybe have a youngin listen to this, put things in perspective, and, um, Think about what it's like, not just if they have the courage to, you know, do something as far as apologizing and fessing up. Maybe they might say, you know, that everything I did, that was really fucking stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. And you know something that's, it's also, you notice, that's a very common thing. As we get older, we all do it. You know, we may be five years older. Okay, maybe ten years. 
So we did some really, really stupid shit when we were 15. Now we're suddenly we're 25. And if it wasn't too awful, nothing life threatening. I mean, if it wasn't that bad, they all we all look back and, you know, hindsight can be 2020. No, look at you and you say, you know, I honestly had no idea why the hell I was thinking that or I felt that way or I did that stupid shit because that's life. Hello again, and thanks for listening. By all means, please do leave a comment because not only do I want to know what you thought about this episode, but so does the rest of the world. And here, your opinion really matters. Until next time, I am Ernest Mann, and I am out of here. <laughs>